Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Rock and Roll English. In fact, it's not even really an episode of Rock and Roll English because my friend Zenik from Zenik's English podcast interviewed me on his Learn English Through Football channel. I apologise if I've not got the exact words. Um, he asked me about England in the World Cup, how... I think it's been going and we speak about the upcoming match England against France. Now, I thought you may be interested to hear this. So have a listen. Zenik then on his channel explains all of the vocabulary. So make sure you go and check that out too. I will put the link to it in the description to this podcast. Okay, so here is Zenik's episode. Happy listening. Hello, welcome to Learn English with Football World Cup Special, a show which in which I talk to my friends and football fans about the World Cup 2022 in Qatar. Stay tuned until the end because that's when I'll be going through some cool English vocabulary from this interview. And today's guest is Martin. Hi, Martin. Welcome back. Hi, Zenek. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here, obviously, Martin, from the Rock and Roll English podcast. So um, let's uh, jump straight into it. You are here to talk football. And the first cool. question is, obviously, about the England team. So how happy are you that England have been doing so great so I'm, far? I, I have difficulty to put it into words, to be honest, because in my, my whole life, so I, I'm 38 now, I've never seen England play so well consistently in a tournament. So we've played four games now. Admittedly, yeah. the game against the USA wasn't great, but everyone's entitled to an off day um, and we didn't lose. Other teams, I think maybe, I'm not sure about this, we're the only unbeaten team because Brazil lost to Cameroon, Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia, Portugal lost to someone right maybe we're the only unbeaten team i'm not sure yeah it's possible yeah mm. it's possible and but just to see us playing so so well like to actually like fluid attacking the first game of this world cup we played iran and i went to the pub with a couple of friends and we said what do you think now iran are actually quite a good team but obviously England were the favourites, expected to win. And we all said it would probably be nil-nil or England will score a goal in the last few minutes. And and it was just unbelievable. And then since then, in the Wales game, the um, the Senegal game, I, I really was not expecting such an easy mm -hmm. match against Senegal. Admittedly, they did play well in the first half an hour, but... To win three nil, but yeah, I, I can't put into words. It's I'm just not used to it. It's a strange yeah. thing for me. I'm I'm very happy for you. Obviously, you say it's this tournament, but I would actually argue that it was the the Russian tournament as well. Because you got okay, very let, far there, you got into the semifinals, which was that's that's true. But if you look at those games, so we played Colombia in the first knockout game, and we just got through that on penalties. Yeah, and, and then we played Sweden in the quarterfinal, so we we were quite we had an easy draw, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, and but I 
didn't we did actually win one game against Panama 6-1 that in that tournament right. but Harry Kane scored a hat-trick yeah I think yeah but yeah. we I don't think we actually played so well we beat mm-hmm. Tunisia 2-1 and even in the Euros last year I don't I don't remember us playing like expansive football okay. and so you actually... feel like this is this is another level you feel like yeah, you've had it and... okay. the, the, the other two tournaments I thought it was just it's quite a cautious approach and we were like getting through games as to as opposed to like literally blowing teams away which yeah. we're doing at the moment and it's great to see because we have so many great attacking players so our biggest strength in my opinion is attack attack is the best form of defense for us our defense is actually not very good and that's why i'm so worried about the match on sunday i just hope and pray Southgate doesn't decide to play five at the back because normally when we play let's a so a, let's say bigger team yeah. he always plays five at the back he did that against Italy in the final which I thought was stupid last year against Germany when we played Germany last year I just hope I just pray he just continues with what's been working yeah obviously you are referring to the France England game yeah so you we are recording this um, um i think few days after you qualified to into the quarterfinals mm-hmm. so you're going to play a quarterfinal match against france a big game mm-hmm. obviously and i've got more Massive. questions about that but before we get to it i was wondering if i could ask you this who has impressed you the most in the england team oh easy bellingham yeah, I wanted he, to guess. Yeah, it's he is. I mean, because he plays in Germany, mm-hmm. I, I don't really watch him very much. I mean, in comparison to in the past, I don't watch much football at all these days because of I now work basically all the time and I've got a young daughter. So I don't get much time. So I don't really watch Champions League, especially because my team are not in the Champions League. Um, so I haven't seen him that much. I knew he was good, but I I didn't think he was this good. He's yeah. just unbelievable. He's like Steven Gerrard and Yaya Torre in <laughs> one. Like he's just the way he just sort of powers through the midfield like he did against Senegal. Just like smashing people off. Confidence and and the best oh thing God. about him is that he's only 18. 19 but yeah 19, he is, sorry, 19 yeah. That's still pretty young, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and compared to us it is yes. yeah exactly um i read that he likes the number 22 because he sees himself because you know in like football terminology they say yeah. like you play like play like an 8 or play the number 10 role he sees himself as a 4 8 and 10 so he can play the defensive midfield number 4 he can play box to box number 8 and he can play attacking midfield number 10. So four plus eight plus 10 is 22. Is that actually um, what he said? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's this, come up with this himself. Well, I, I read a story apparently when he was playing at Birmingham as a youngster, they said, we want you to be a 22. And he said, what's that? And um, they said, you can do everything basically. And um, it just stuck with him. Right. So it's um, not this idea, but it's actually quite cool. It has a, st- yeah, makes a good but, story as well. Yeah. The... The thing is, though, it's actually true. He he can play. He can he can tackle. He can defend. He yep. can get box to box. He can attack and score goals. He is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't seem to this 
pressure, the amount of pressure there is on, on the England players doesn't seem to sway him much, doesn't seem to get to him, right? Absolutely. And he also, strangely, seems like a nice guy because modern footballers these days generally are not. <laughs> and they're, they're, you know, not the type yeah. of people you think that you'd probably like to spend much time with. But yeah. he actually just looks like a really nice down-to-earth guy where you could just go out and have a drink um, and have a chat with him. He seems just seems really level-headed, which I think is good news for the future. Because I remember other times like this where we've had a wonder kid with yeah. Michael Owen and Wayne Rooney. Now, Owen suffered a lot from injuries and he never really reached the levels he did after that 98 World Cup. Rooney is definitely not level-headed and like is a was was always going to go off the rails a bit yeah. he obviously still had a great career but i think from what was expected of him in 2004 he never really hit the heights but i think bellingham could because you can see he's fit he takes care of himself um he seems like a level-headed nice guy and he's just going to get like bigger and stronger mm -hmm. and better which oh. so Fingers crossed. It's not Fingers only about one player, but uh, to have such a young talent, such a such yeah. a great prospect, obviously that that can make a massive difference. But you don't only have one there. As as an Arsenal fan, I've always admired uh, Saka. Yeah, uh, I'm he's, actually he's excellent in the England England team, in my opinion. He's excellent there as well. Are you? Do, do yeah. you don't think? So? I'm. I'm. I like him. Definitely. I just think it's almost like an embarrassment of riches in those positions for England at the moment because there's Saka, yeah. there's Saka, Rashford, Foden, Golden. Grealish. Um, Sterling obviously has had a problem, so he's now had to go home. But we've got so many players there. And against Senegal, I actually wanted Rashford to play but i think but really it's, it's almost a toss of a coin between them because okay. they i think I th that they're I think both wanted, they're both brilliant yeah i think you wanted rashford to play because you support manchester united <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, your, your united I, I, heart was, was talking there <laughs> no i for in my opinion it wasn't i like in those positions i like to have the wingers so i i think rashford on the on the left and Foden on the right. So you come in on your good foot. Hmm. Um, and so Saka was playing on the right. So coming in on his good left foot, but Foden was on the left and I, I prefer Foden on the right. Doesn't, doesn't Foden also play on the left in the, in the city team? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm to be sure honest, I, He plays on the left on the right. I prefer him coming in on his stronger foot so he can come in and get involved in play instead of just hugging the touchline, as they say, and staying out wide as like a traditional winger. But yeah, but no, I really like him as well. He's a great okay. player, Saka. Fair enough. Um, but like, like I said, it's almost, a, you could flip a coin in those positions and it doesn't really change yeah. very much. You're spoiled for choice there. And that's, that's yeah. great for your team, obviously. And uh, what about Harry Kane then? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a new role now, isn't it? Cause he, he just comes a lot deeper, but it just seems to be working so well. He's, he kind of drops deep, brings a defender with him because we've got those fast wingers that can run past him. 
it's just it's yeah. just working absolutely brilliant so it's yeah it's doing, range it's great oh, yeah so and i was obviously happy for him to score the other day against senegal and, and that's the thing about him you know if he gets in that position like one-on-one with the keeper hmm. i mean obviously there are, there's a possibility he might miss but you think he's going to score here like you you think he's going to and you're confident yeah um so yeah I, I was happy for him so yeah he's he's been fantastic as well really i mean it's difficult to really criticize anyone in the england team at the moment yeah even um, even in my opinion harry maguire has had yeah, a fantastic it, it, tournament someone that you wouldn't expect to shine yeah. so much especially after the recent criticism and uh, the treatment he got from the fans and the media, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually it's actually nice to see him bounce back. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Out of all people, like, I would be the first one to admit that I may have made a few jokes about him too, but <laughs> to be honest, like he has been really great and yeah, fair play to um, him. Yeah, and especially in that USA game, he was fantastic. Although I must admit, I am obviously very worried for the France game because mm. that is going to be a different level ah martin you're frozen for me are you there yeah i'm here yeah yeah okay you're frozen for for a few seconds yeah i've seen i've seen a i've seen a meme i've seen a meme of like a predicted lineup and predicted tactics and everyone was on the right hand side all england players on the right hand side in the in the defense (laughs) that's that's i guess that what's that supposed to mean is Oh, like against Mbappe. Where you will be trying to stop Mbappe. Everyone will yeah. do that, not just one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think though, like I'd be, if I think of France's dangerous players, obviously they've got like one outstanding player in Mbappe. They've got Griezmann and Giroud, who's a decent yeah. player, but I, I think they should be equally worried. But we seem to have more than we have yeah. more of them admittedly i don't think we have a player to the level of mbappe but we have more we have foden saka kane exactly. bellingham that's, that's exactly my next question does does the england france match have a clear favorite because i don't know who to bet on to be honest with you i i, I would no i would, no, it's like I would 50 for me honestly i i would still bet on france just because they won the world cup last time like they've got the experience they've been there done it got the t-shirt kind of thing and i think one of the biggest problems not with this england team in fact this england team are proving the opposite england teams in general is mentality and because of that pressure that we kind of when we get to a position like in the final against italy one nil up in the final it's kind of like what do we do now i just think once we need to get over the line and if we do that it will change but it's a it's a mentality thing. It's kind of like Manchester City in the Champions League. I think they suffer just because it's like you just need to get that one. But yeah. if you compare that to Liverpool in the Champions League, they just have that mentality. And so I think in terms of ability, there's probably not much in it. Mm. But mentality-wise, I think the French are definitely in a better position. Yeah. This is the question, right? Does this really play such a such a major role like you could talk about how J- the japanese team got knocked out as well on penalties and they, they didn't seem to have any confidence whatsoever 
when it mm-hmm. comes to penalties. And then you could talk about Germany, how they always used to be good despite playing shit sometimes, and they would always get to the final and win it or be in the final, right? Despite playing shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how important is this and as, as an aspect? Like how, how much, to what extent does it actually contribute to the overall success? Uh, it's about fi- uh, fine margins, right? So in when it comes down to penalties, obviously. But does it really, like if you, if you are the penalty taker or someone, does it, is this really the thing that you think about? Oh, uh, Gareth Southgate um, mucked up his penalty and then we got knocked out. And, you know, is that, is that what you think about the history of, of, of the... But well, like, I don't. So I think you maybe you're not thinking of the history, but I mean, even myself when I when I played football, if I if I was playing in the team where we were not the favourites to win, and maybe we were winning the match, hmm. you kind of do kind of. I remember thinking like, oh my god, like yeah. we might we might actually win this. Whilst when I was in the other position when I was playing and we were the favourites, even if we were losing, I was thinking like, we're going to do this, we're yeah. going to do this. So I think. Yeah, like you said, it's fine margins. I don't think it makes a massive difference, but we are talking about very fine margins here. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm not talking about just penalties. I if you're one nil up again, like like England in the final against Italy, we scored after a minute. We should have just attacked then and killed the game off before half time. But instead, the mentality was like, like we we better start. Like we we better sit back now, and we just invited pressure for like 120 minutes, basically. Sometimes it, this works, you know. Sometimes yeah, you have teams that can park the bus after after going one nil up, and it works for them. So it yeah, it really depends. But like I, I feel like I just don't think that's it's English style, though. I just don't think that's our and that that's what I'm talking about. That's what mm-hmm. when I was talking about seeing us play. If you're looking like Premier League and how we've had success in Europe, English teams, it's always been sort of like getting getting at teams. It's, we're not like Italians are famous for that, aren't they? For like the like catanaccio, like the defensive, yeah. like the defensive game, like hitting you on the counter attack. Yeah, that's that's not really England have more just sort of like run around like headless chickens and like. <laughs> but but that that's the way the, the way things work. I actually someone mentioned to me once about how even it's like a mentality thing of like because like in england like the the british empire like our our mentality is to like attack um like while someone like italy that have been invaded many times their their natural instinct is to defend i don't know if this is true I don't i've just so read then you about can, it you, then you look at the ethnicity of your players let's say and is it really, yeah, like, what's british like it's British has so many flavors now. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I don't take this argument because for me it's weird. Because you're talking about like colonial mentality, and like, <laughs> like I said, so I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just telling yeah. you something that I have read. I'm not. All oh, right. That, for for me, it's true. like I'm not sure because like you've got all sorts of players in yeah, England, but, but, like, I, I, different ethnicities, like, and you know, it's it's like. A Different, yeah, different we're going we're going right? way above way above what I'm intelligent enough to understand <laughs> here, but um, it, it maybe it's a culture thing. I honestly don't know. I was just mentioned something which some people may find interesting that that yeah, I read yeah, about. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is possible yep. in the past, sure. but um, so yeah, I can't even remember what the question was now. But uh, but, what, but I, I think our best best possibility to win 
is to get at France to score early, score again instead of like scoring one and then because that's the thing even so if you look at the the last two tournaments it's very similar england scored early against italy in the final early against croatia in the semi-final and then once once the other team score i we didn't even have a chance like it wasn't even like our our way of playing would be like to get another goal in fact in the semi-final against croatia i remember in the first half Harry Kane hit the post. And if that had gone in, then mm. maybe we, we could yeah. have gone. But that I think that's what we need to win. If if, they, if France score first, I think it will be difficult because I just don't think our players have got the mentality to get. Mm. To, mm. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, of course, I may be wrong. I hope I am. But if they score first, I, I think it, it will be tough. To be honest, I, I expect some kind of tactical battle and that was the next question i wanted to ask you like what do you think will be deschamps's deschamps's approach against england i must admit i haven't really seen much of france at all uh i don't i don't really know how much they play i know they've got a few injuries um even actually players that i actually know from the french team obviously they've got varan who plays for united as a defender the front three I don't really know many other players, so I don't know too much yeah. um, about the way they play or the way that they have been playing. But obviously, they they've got one of the outstanding players at the moment, which is a huge, a huge plus. I've seen some of the matches, and to me, it's it is really about Mbappe, and uh, also uh, Giroud seems to be in good form, mm. and overall the team seems to be working. It almost seems like the absence of Pogba. And now also Karim Benzema. You know, these are oh, players that are excellent yeah. players. Like he's Benzema, the Pogba. I don't think is. I absolutely hate him. He, he's the the epitome of modern day footballer who's more interested in what color his hair is than how he's actually playing. He seems to think nobody has the right to tackle him. Yeah. Um, although I know he apparently plays much better for France. That's than exactly what what I wanted United. to say. But yeah. he, I think, if. If he weren't injured, he would actually play. And in mm. France, in the French team, he he has mostly done really well. So he just doesn't seem to play. Again, I'm basing this on his performances for Manchester United, but doesn't play as a team. Mm-hmm. He kind of thinks like I'm the man. Like I'm gonna. And he the amount of time he loses the ball, my God, it would drive me crazy because he's. I think he actually has this mentality of like I'm Paul Pogba, no one can get near me. But that's not the case because he's playing with elite footballers. So, so they don't have Pogba, they don't have Kante, and Kante, that's yeah. why. That's why. That's what I heard on a podcast. That's why Griezmann plays number six. Apparently, number so six. I don't know. He plays. I, don't I thought he played that, off the right plays in a deeper, much deeper now. He plays right. a deeper role. Yeah, he had he had to accept a new role. Apparently, that's I heard that on the podcast. I didn't even notice right. it while watching the matches, but. I assume it's right. It's like a reputable po- podcast about football. Mm. The Game Podcast, by the way, if you guys uh, want to listen to a really good podcast about uh, football, I, I highly, I highly recommend The Game mm. Podcast. Right. And yeah, so um, I think the French team are definitely one of one of the strongest teams I have seen. Oh yeah, of course. In the and as well, they're they're the champions, aren't they? They won it last time, and from what I know, most of the players were there. They, like mm-hmm. I said, they've been there. 
Yeah, so, I think it's uh, it's an important factor as well. But I, I, yeah. like you said, it, it comes down to the first goal sometimes, and mm. and uh, that can change uh, everything. So uh, quickly, um, do you think uh, that if you beat France, uh, you could go all the way? Well, I'm going to say yes, but emphasis on the word could go all the way not yes we will go yeah. all the way but yeah if we beat france i mean there's absolutely no reason why we we shouldn't be able to um of course whether we will or not that's totally different different question lots of things can happen especially in knockout football you know if you if you play let's say we beat france get into the semi-final and then you get a red card after five minutes like anything can happen but Absolutely. we definitely could and yeah i mean if if we beat france that would just be massive for us i, I would have liked this a, a game against france because france is a huge game to be like a semi-final but, because if we win this it looks like probably the winner of england france will probably play portugal now i would have preferred portugal in the quarter final and france in the semi because like i still think france are a level above portugal so you're kind of getting building more momentum um so it's come a little bit early but yeah if i mean if we beat france there's there's no reason to say why martin speaking of yeah speaking of portugal uh, i've got one final question for you and I have to ask you this. I can, I can guess what it's going to be about. I have to ask you this because <laughs> you are a Manchester United fan. So it's about Ronaldo, of course. Uh-huh. So I want to ask you about your opinion. Like, what do you think about what's happening with Ronaldo? And the, obviously, not just what happened uh, in, during his final days uh, with the interview he, he did, but also now <laughs> in the Portuguese team. Well, in... So it's not it's not good, is it? It's mm. it's a shame as well because he's he's been and and still is so such a great player that it's it, it'll be a shame if he has like a horrible end to his career. Like if let's say I don't know he he ends up leaving the World Cup and then he's basically been sacked by Manchester United and then plays the rest of his football in like Saudi Arabia. That that would be like a quite a sad ending to such a great career. Um, but with Portugal, as far as I know, he hasn't really done anything wrong except be dropped. <laughs> well, um, no, he, he, he was angry when he, yeah, when I mean, that's, he was I mean, really, really angry. I think he left, he did, he did not sell it. Did you not see the images yeah, from didn't he leave, didn't he when leave they won, early. they won six, yeah. one, right. And he, yeah. he did not celebrate with the players. I'm sorry, Martin, mm. but that's. For, to me, it's it's a lot of wrong, and it, he's only repeating. It's the same pattern. And, yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah. He, he could have learned from his mistakes, right? Yeah, but he, he repeats the same thing. It's but, it's all about him. Like I'm sorry, so but, but what what like, I said at the time until he did that interview, um, and and also when he left the stadium early, that yeah. that wasn't I wasn't happy about that. But not being happy when you're pl- when you're not playing, I don't think is such a bad thing. I agree because I, when. In fact, it's something that annoys me is when I see players that come off after like 60 minutes and you think that they're not, they're almost happy. I think they kind of think that's enough for me. Yeah. yeah. So, so being, and like being competitive in that way, I I don't think it's such, 
is such a bad thing but when it when you're leaving the stadium early or something like that then that's not that's not acceptable he, he's um, not happy clearly he's not happy so there was another player who scored who scored a hat trick right yeah the one that took his place yeah yeah and i'm sorry but it almost looks like he is not happy that he scored hat trick because who was him who scored the hat trick but that shouldn't be happening, right? No, that, shouldn't that, be happening. that that would happen. Any footballer would tell you that's true. If someone takes your place and scores a hat trick, you're not going to be happy because now you know I'm I'm not I'm not going to play I'm not going to play again now. Um, it's a team game, Martin. Though, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, if, it, if, it's a league, if it's in the league, okay, but, I give you that. But and if you're fighting for a spot, but this is something. This is much bigger than than Ronaldo. It's it's the it's thing. The thing about the thing the about. World. The thing about Ronaldo, the reason I'm happy now he's not a Manchester United player anymore is because everything he does is so overanalyzed. It's ridiculous. So an example of this is last year in the Euros and he moved some Coca-Cola bottles (laughs) and said, drink water. The next thing you know, that's a massive story like that. That's not that's irrelevant. But everything he does. So when when you see him like not celebrate him with the match and after the match i know he said of course i'm happy portugal won when you see him not jumping up and down other players do that but it's just not made such a big story but with him he can just literally if if he touches if he touches his hair like that that it's a massive story so so that's that's why i kind of feel when when things like this happen because i think it's fair enough if you're if you're angry you get taken off and you're just a bit if you're just a bit angry, but you keep it to yourself, you're like, you don't want to jump up and down. That's fine. But if you then start disturbing the team and then that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Or when with for Manchester United, he refused to come on the pitch and then left the stadium. That's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. But just be, if you're not happy, but you keep it to yourself and you're just a bit like, oh, but, and then you think, right, you know what? In training tomorrow, I'm going to show them that I'm still the best. That's fine. That's absolutely fine, in, in my opinion. Um, but it's just with him, every every single thing he does, the camera, I think, would probably be more interested in just watching him than the actual football because the cameraman is more interested in what Ronaldo's doing. And I just think that it's just it's just the Cristiano Ronaldo circus, like everywhere he goes, which, which is why I'm happy he's not a Manchester United player anymore because it's just too much. It's, it's just too much. Uh, to be honest with you, like he, I feel almost let down by him. But I feel like he's tarnished his, he's tarnishing his legacy, and it almost feels like a some sort of Shakespearean no, um, drama to me. The way his career is going right now. But then, if you, but if you think, happening. but if you think of someone like Maradona, who, so even when he left Napoli, like he left there, like in, like it was not good circumstances like with drugs and stuff and they were happy that he left like that gets forgotten for what you've done on the pitch yeah, so oh, fair, enough, fair enough if he wins if he wins the world cup he will you know yeah. it's the same or, with messi whichever one of those two wins it is going to be yeah. immortal and that's yeah. going to decide the debate of course yeah who is greater ronaldo or messi for me at least yeah of course if one of them wins it, it's like yep. end of story yeah but exactly. um and also, for example, Roy Keane is another example. Like his ending with Manchester United was not nice, but if you go to any Manchester United match, they still sing his name. So 
these things do get forgotten and it's oh. very rare that you do yeah. have happy endings to be honest if you th- sure. if i think of brian robson one of the greatest players that ever played for manchester united was left out of the fa cup squad the yeah. final in 94 which would have been his last game if anyone deserved it it was him but it, so it re- rarely does have a happy ending so luckily i think in time these things are forgotten for what that's a, that's you a good do point. That's a good on point. the pitch Mm. Fantastic, Martin. Thank you very much for your for all your insight. Good luck to England. Yeah, I hope you yeah, smash sorry. it. I, I I can't remember the last time I was this excited about a match. I, I would say I'm more excited about this than I was for the final last year because I think it would just be such a massive statement mm. if we if we were to win. But so yeah. Well, well, I think you, you have a chance crossed. for sure. You, you have a chance. Yeah, d- definitely a chance. Definitely a chance, but also a chance of losing 4 0. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy tournament, though. So, like anything could happen. Yeah. You could also win 4 0. You know, like anything. Yeah, I agree. Literally, yeah, anything yeah, I agree. in this tournament. Like the stakes are really high and yeah. it's a dif- different sort of uh, um, place to, to play that game in. Dif- the fans are a bit different as well, right? So, it's. A, yeah, yeah. Nobody's drunk. It's a completely <laughs> different circumstances. So yeah, anything yeah. could happen. So yeah. Martin, thank you very much. And for you guys, stay tuned uh, because I'm going to explain some vocabulary from this interview. Take care, Martin. And Thanks good luck. a lot, Zanik. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So remember to check out Zenik's ex- explanation of the vocabulary by clicking the link in the comments not the comments, sorry, the description to this podcast. So stop the podcast now, click on the link in the description to the podcast, and then you can have a rundown of all of the vocabulary. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby.